welcome to Olin, a straight shooting science-based podcast about periods, fertility, and nurturing health outside of unrealistic beauty expectations. We will mostly, but not exclusively, focus on hypothalamic amenorrhea, HA, a component of the female athlete triad and relative energy deficiency in sport. I'm Dr. Nicola Rinaldi, scientist and lead author of the book No Period, Now What? I specialize in helping people understand how their eating, exercise, and lifestyle habits are keeping them from hormonal health and their best life. My work focuses on regaining periods, improving fertility, and breaking free of the rules of underlying diet culture. You can book an appointment to speak with me at noperiod.info slash appointments, and go to noperiod.info slash support to join my new online community. My name is Florence Gillet. I am a certified eating psychology coach and the founder of beyondbodyimage.com, as well as the French Instagram account aminore underscore fr. I specialize in weight-inclusive mental and body image recovery. My goal is to help people let go of toxic weight and beauty beliefs to finally feel confident in their bodies. Florence and I also offer a joint coaching package for people wishing to address different aspects of period recovery in a more personal way, accessible from both of our appointment sites. Every two weeks, the All In podcast brings you real recovery stories, expert insights, and new scientific research on HA, hormonal health, and fertility, with an unmissable touch of body respect and women's empowerment. Just a reminder that this podcast represents the opinions of the hosts and their guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. It's for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your primary health practitioner for any medical questions. Music by the Andy Shulman Band, available on Spotify. And hi, Nicola, how are you? I'm doing great today. How are you? I'm very good. It's uh, it's really nice here in Dubai. It's uh, February is like the best time to be in Dubai. So very oh, nice. Oh, don't say that. I'm so jealous. I my my walkway is like super icy, and I need to go out and attack <laughs> it with like tools. It's it's not good. <laughs> So anyway, um, we're super excited today to welcome Jamie, um, who is a non-diet fitness trainer and also Florence's virtual trainer, which is super exciting. Um, so welcome to the podcast, Jamie. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about your story? Um, so I'm guessing you have some kind of history of dieting and maybe overexercise. So if you could just kind of let us know a little bit about you and sort of how you came to be doing what you're doing today as a non-diet fitness trainer, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on this podcast. And uh, I, I guess everyone's story is kind of interesting, but mine mm -hmm. is, the, yeah, I guess unique in a way of, um, so my, my background is my degrees in human physiology, played sports athlete growing up. And in 2010, I got my personal training certification and my Zumba certification as a group fitness instructor in Germany. So I, my mom, this is a lot of random backstory, but my mom is a department of defense school teacher and worked as a Dodds teacher in Germany. So after graduating college, I moved in with her because it's in another country. So it's okay to live with your mom if you're in another country and you know, you're like, <laughs> totally. oh, cool. I'll, <laughs> I'll work and I'll travel and do that. So I got, um, I got the certifications. I started teaching, working at a gym and led a Zumba class on a military base. I had no affiliation with the military until, um, you know, visiting my mother and Zumba, this Zumba class. So I worked in the gym and then I taught this Zumba class in another gym about half a mile away. And I would see people in the Zumba class that I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that would not come in the gym. So the Zumba class grew from zero, started first, you know, you always start at zero, to over two years, uh, 70 to 100 people. So wow, twice wow. a week, it grew 70 to 100 people. They would close off the gym, they would or close off kind of half the gym. I got a stage, speakers, like it was a party. It was a blast. Nice. And the special part about being on a military community or being a part of a military community that it realizes you form this community, intense community, the whole 
what do they call brigade was deployed. So these spouses, partners, all, all these people were coming in with this intense <laughs> the things that they were thinking about constantly. And this was an hour of movement and music and community where they could just let loose. And mm -hmm. it formed and it was the I, I mean, the coolest thing I feel like, you know, talking about like glory days, but like teaching, a, you know, 100 people. And it wasn't about it wasn't about weight. It wasn't about anything. It was about people having fun, dancing, moving, shaking, you know, just like putting whatever their worries were on the back burner. So I, I taught for two years and and then the back of my mind said, well, you still need to, to go back to medical school or or, you know, have some numbers or letters behind your name and, you know, all that thing. So I went back at, to school as a physical therapist assistant and I met my, he was my boyfriend, but now husband. And so that was kind of, you know, we did the whole military thing. So I got my physical therapist assistant license. I know this is a long story. It sets the, like, a no, back that's great. I, I got my physical therapist assistant license um, in 2015. So I went to school 2013, 15 always taught group fitness and everywhere we went. So went to Oklahoma, then went to Washington state. I mean, it was always this thing. I'm like, I love this. Like I enjoy this so much. I get to let myself go too. like, like this, I get to be a different person. Um, and then I got a job at a skilled nursing facility. So I worked with 65 plus the, the wonderful wisest person I worked with 105 years old. I mean, so for, so for four years, I was, I was working with, you know, helping people get strength so that they could get out of bed, helping people uh -huh. get mobility so that they could, you know, help put the bedpan underneath them. Like it was this whole other context of fitness and then seeing this kind of end of life thing of, of people saying, Hey, I really, I'm like, I get emotional when I talk about this stuff. Like, um, I want to go to my great grandkids wedding and I want to be able to walk down the aisle and be sat, you know, like oh, just these, uh -huh. these end of life things that you don't, I didn't have, uh, I wasn't close to my grandparents growing up. They were past. And so it was like this interaction with this community, this older generation that I learned so much from. So uh -huh. We move a lot as a military community or we, as being a military family. So um, we were in Washington State. I taught, still taught group fitness there, loved it. We moved over to the other side of Washington State. And someone contacted me from uh, JBLM, which is on the east side. And they said, I, I want a personal trainer and I only want it to be you. And I'm like, kind of, you know, I'm kind of confused. I was like, Hey, how am I going to do this where you have to be virtual? This is in 2018. And, uh, and they said, because I know how you are, I know your personality, like you're going to get me stronger, but you're not going to judge me. Like that's kind of how it was. So I got mm -hmm. my first client in 2018, did the whole Instagram thing. I had no clue about any of that stuff. I mean, I was like started, <laughs> you know, like, how am I going to do? I don't know. Instagram's for the kids, right? Like, I don't know. So, um, I was working at the veterans home in Spokane and three months after I got my first client, I had five clients and I had five virtual clients. And so, you know, spoke with, with Nick, who's my partner. And I said, he, he's like, go, let's go for it. Let's go for what it. Do we like, do? like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, and that, and I, and I started, uh, I quit the job. I put in my two weeks at the veterans home and started, you know, virtual personal training. I don't take weight. I don't take measurements. I don't take transformation photos. And I feel like then I kind of found the Hayes community is like, Oh, this is, mm. this is aligned with how I, uh, you know, what I've been doing so, kind of too. Yeah, You were actually Hayes without knowing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So That's I don't, I don't know how really to say like, cool. it found me, I found it kind of like, you know, in the yeah. same, in the same format. So I never, um, as far as like my history with it, I had never taken it, taken photos of clients, but I've taken them myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was one, that was one reason in the back of my head was like, I speak to my, I mean, I don't anymore, you know, that was years ago, but like, I've taken them before I've been in that space where 
I think I thought my body was my worth, you know? So, so that's Uh kind of, I, and the, the healing has so much empathy and compassion within it. So that's my, um, like kind of guide moving forward is, is I, I'll tell the client in the initial consultation that like, Hey, I don't take these. If you take these, like, you know, that's, I can't control what you do, but I'm not going to be someone who talks about your body and mentions your body as far as like worth and <laughs> I'm you clapping know. in case you can't hear that <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah, we, <laughs> we can see Nicola clapping. Uh, we, we'll have to put a caption. Um, that's that's wonderful. I think that's really so commendable. So you know, uh, and very much ahead in a way of your time. Like it's it's funny that you got to it in, in a completely different way than most people actually get to health at every size. Um, but so you, you, because, sorry, I got a bit confused. Do you, ha- do you have a time where you were actually you also, you know, as a, maybe as a trainer or someone doing Zumba classes, really also looking at your body and what it meant to maybe change that body or look a certain way? Uh, because I know you've also had your own views about Zumba and maybe we can come back to oh, that yeah. later. Um, so did you at any point like face, uh, you know, dieting or over-exercising or losing your period? Um, no. So I, I, I never experienced that piece um, like individually, but as a uh, being in the fitness industry, I, I say this line because I like, but like, I tried on some of the quotes, like, like, oh, this is what you do as a trainer. Like, this is how you mm-hmm. say things as a trainer. So I remember, I specifically remember one time on stage saying, like, in Germany, and when I first taught, you know, 2010 to 2012, I was like, okay, like, we're moving, we're moving, get, get those bikini bot, or summer's almost here, or something like that, you know? Mm. And it was like, I remember saying it like this is what you're supposed to do you know like this is this is how you know you you people what trainers say and I and I I remember I say it like it's like trying on like a something that doesn't fit you know and I remember thinking like that didn't come out naturally at all like that's Mm -hmm. that wasn't that wasn't me so it was like it was like oh I'm, I'm trying this on and it doesn't it's not right it doesn't sit right And, and so, so yeah, so I never, you know, I never did the transformation photos and Zumba and like, you know, moving forward, it was always about, you know, being, well, there was another thing that was interesting in, in the beginning. That's what I shifted to is I would say, you don't need anything for this class, just a smile, you know, like bring a smile, like, Mm Ooh, we're having fun. Right. And so that's a big transformation that I have made internally is like, Bring whatever the F face you want to bring, you know, like yeah. movement mm-hmm. is about mm-hmm. so much and, the, and, and recognizing maybe pressure I was putting on people, you know, military, like what my, my spouse is gone at war and you're telling me to smile F you lady, you know? So like, that was a piece that I had to reckon with of like, that wasn't, that wasn't okay. So now in class, which Florence, you may know too, I always say like, I hope this I hope this brought you closer to whatever you're looking for. Um, you know, wear whatever face you want. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm a super big too. fan of what you do. Like, I'm, I love it. So uh, Jamie actually started a year ago a membership uh, system where you pay something that I really find is, is not that much money um, to get access to the virtual classes Everything is recorded, but you also have access to live classes. Um, you do it in the comfort of your own home, because I find that obviously with the pandemic, it was quite difficult to just go to a class if you wanted to, um, mm-hmm. or to go to the gym and all of that. I have minimal equipment in my home. Like I don't plan on investing on anything special. I think I have literally two sets of weights, like a bit lighter, a bit heavier. That's it. Um, and, and a mat and, um, and, you know, it's challenging. It's fun. Like there's this sense of, I mean, I have a real person in front of me. Uh, so I, I'm a super big fan. And if, if, 
I think I was really looking for um, something that was non-diet uh, because if I'm going to spend my money, I'm definitely not going to spend it into someone who still mentions that, you know, I should exercise to lose weight or look a certain way. And I have to say, it's it's not always easy to find good uh, non-diet fitness online that you don't have to pay for, that is free. And I completely respect that. It shouldn't be free. Like you should have to pay for that content. Um, so when I found Jamie, I don't even know, I think I must have found you on Instagram, really. Uh, I was like, geez, this is exactly what I need. Um, and, you know, I think I was one of the first subscribers and I was immediately saying like, oh my yeah. God, this is really what I want for a long time. Um, because also, you know, you have um, health every size yoga. That's that's quite well established now, but I'm just not a yogi. Like I, I don't have anything against yoga, but it's just not something that speaks to me. Uh, so Jamie was doing kind of, you know, more like, uh, strength training or um, combination of, uh, you know, working with weights or without weights, doing a bit more cardio, but stuff that you can do in your home. Uh, you could do 10 minutes or 40 minutes. It's like mm -hmm. you, you don't have to do a certain amount of time. So I felt like it was really easy to use. So that was the advertising that Jamie didn't pay for. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I like uh, it. <laughs> really, really encourage you to go and, and check it out if you've been looking for something like that. And if you've already had your period back, obviously, because uh, it might still be a little bit too strenuous if you're still in recovery mode. Um, although you also do stuff about mobility and stretching and you have like more gentle stuff uh, in there, which is great. Um, so that leads us on to our next question, Nicola. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so it sounds like you, um, one of your goals is to sort of help people improve their relationship with exercise and sort of get rid of this idea of it being about changing your body and before and after pictures and all of that. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about what you see as toxic in sort of the mainstream fitness culture? How, how long is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, uh, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll start with some, uh, maybe you don't think about it kind of things like, uh, um, and one of them is what I mentioned in the beginning, the community. So community and mental health are huge pieces that movement and, and being with people can, can bring us. So uh -huh. you can walk into a gym And, and someone can say, um, you know, Hey, Nicola, like, where, where, how, how have you been? How's, how's your mom? You know, like what, what's going on in your life? And then you can walk into another gym and it, and it's like, Hey, Nicola, I haven't seen you in a while. Where you been? <laughs> right. Like those are two very different feelings that come with a community. One mm -hmm. is you were missed where, like, how are you doing? How is everything in, going in your life? And the other one is where were you? You should have been here. So You're failing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where have you, you've been, what's, what's your excuses? You're just going to list off a bunch of excuses now. You know, you could have been caring, caring for your, a sick elder. You could have, you know, just had a baby. You could have, whatever, whatever it is. It's a difference of that community feeling that mm -hmm. I feel like group fitness uh, spaces, gyms have such an opportunity because they're getting that face-to-face -face or, you know, chance to create a community and they're, and then movement, you know, such a great way to allow emotions to move through you, to help people feel better, more confident, all of this stuff. And their folk and, it, and the focus is on a you should come every day and or or else you're failing and then b your body because there's mirrors everywhere mm. there's posters everywhere there's quotes everywhere that remind you of the level at which you're failing <laughs> I mean yeah, you know it's all, kind of all of these guilt shame blame uh, yeah it's a lot of that and I think a lot of people don't even feel confident enough to just walk into a gym sometimes, you know? I mean, if, if you haven't been an athlete growing up, 
uh, I know for me, like, and I'm, I'm privileged in a way that I am in an average size body. So it's not like people are going to see me at the gym and say, Oh, you're finally going to weigh, lose that weight. Right. Um, they see me and you know, they will assume that I'm athletic somehow because I'm an average size, but I remember being very intimidated the first time, like I, I set a foot in a gym because I hadn't been exercising growing up or anything like that. It's something I started later. And obviously I started it because I was deeply stuck in an eating disorder. So it was actually very toxic, but, um, I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's, that's one side of fitness culture that's definitely toxic. And since we're on this, can you talk to us a little bit about why you don't teach Zumba anymore? Oh, okay. uh, if you don't uh, mind. Yeah, yeah. So I, I attribute Zumba, uh, uh, the joyful movement. Like I love, I, I learned a lot from, you know, teaching. That is what I started with. And it was, you know, the colorful pants and you, you, like, oh, fun music. You're moving your body in a different way. And dancing was so cathartic for so many reasons. Um, and then in 2000, so, so. I almost a decade, I was paying them monthly uh, since 2010. So in 2016 ish, I think they came out with a new format. And I, I was like certified in every Zumba format. There was like uh, Centau and Step and uh, one with shaker weights, uh, Tony, you know, like I, I had them all. Like I was, I, I love that. Um, and then 2016, I saw an ad that they were coming out with a new format called Zumba Strong and it, or uh, Strong by Zumba, excuse me. Um, and it was very, I mean, it was like, it got fun music. It, they got pushups. They got, you know, it was like a really fun punches, kicks, all this stuff. And I was really excited. I just, just like, this is co so super cool. So started teaching it. Same thing. Didn't take before and afters, all that stuff. But now we were like encouraged. We were getting emails like, Hey, strong by Zumba is a different format, you know? So, um, ha have your participants take before and after photos and, and give them this meal plan and, you know, all oh. this stuff and submit their, yeah. Yeah. And so that I, I think that was in 2017 started. And then, you know, I was just like, Hey, I'm going to teach this format. I like the music. I like this, but I'm not going to do this part of it. Right. Yeah. And then I think it, it was in, no, it must've been 20. I think it was during the start of the pandemic. Then they, they did one where they were giving away a grand prize money package to the person who won this strong by Zumba uh, transformation challenge. Mm. And it just, it like, it was that straw on the camel's back, you know, that was like, dude, everyone needs money right now. Like, and I, and, and then with the history of knowing what the transformation photos do with mental health and, and disordered eating, like that, I'm like, you're giving people a thousand dollars to potentially do something in 30 days. That's going to cause them a lifetime, you know? So, yeah. so I, I spent about three to four months cause I am, I, yeah, writing a letter. Um, and well, I, I say well thought out because I came back to it a lot. You know, I was, I, I knew that I, I wanted to, to state how I was feeling, but also like say, you all have been the catalyst for joyful movement. Like, so that, mm -hmm. so the letter in a nutshell is I learned so much from you. I learned like this piece about joyful movement. People came to my class that never stepped foot in a gym because it was fun they got mm. the benefits from movement because it was fun. And now you're shifting to this because you know, this makes money. I wasn't that aggressive in the, in the letter, <laughs> but I, I, I gave examples of you say that this is what you're about and then you're doing something else, which uh -huh. really like, I I'm getting heated. If you, you know, like that, not like, if you're a weight loss company, you're saying you're, you're putting it out there. Like, Hey, we take transformation photos. You're not trying to dupe the customer in any way. So like, okay, I'm not going to talk. I'm not even going to work with you at all. But like, if you are saying one thing and then you're doing the other thing with another hand, that is not right. And I think I saw that from the business perspective because now I'm a business owner and uh -huh. I'm like, 
that would be like me being like, yeah, I don't take transformation photos, except that like, I don't think that you're worthy of your size, except now I'm going to give a catch cry. It was like, Strong by Zumba is still under the umbrella. What's your mission statement? It's, yeah, it's, it's to so get people the, moving. It's so insidious when they do that. It's, I mean, and it, it definitely seems like that's what a lot of companies are trying to do these days is sort of rebrand themselves although it's it's often in the opposite direction like Weight Watchers rebranding themselves as WW and it's like trying to get away from being associated with dieting it's almost like Zumba's going in the opposite direction um yeah that's just trying to pull people in and you know then slapping them in the face with you know you're not good enough the way you are and but yeah. do you think here, the pandemic has played a role in that too because I think I, I mean I remember the beginning of the pandemic when we knew we would gonna be we were gonna be stuck at home and not being able to leave a home and um there was this huge sense of fear and dread that we would all gain weight right and it was like the number one worry was this whatever I'm not even going to mention it but like the amount of pounds you would put on by being in quarantine and it's I think yeah it's just it's so sad that it's commercially always related um now having said that would I make a lot more money if I was selling weight loss coaching (laughs) potentially um but I, I think I remember reading that thing that you had posted about doing Zumba for a decade. And I, I can't imagine, like, that can't be an easy decision to say, I am not going to be a Zumba instructor in those circumstances. So I can imagine, like, it must, there must have been some grief there as well. And of course, it took you months to write this letter because it's, you know, like, it's, it's a big part of your livelihood as well, no? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was tough in a weird way. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm retiring the neon pants. You know, you're like, it's like a weird, <laughs> it was like a weird. <laughs> Pretty sure you still but... wear them on your membership. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was, it was sad. It was sad because I, I, and I, and when I wrote to them, I wrote it said like, you know, you think it's a person sometimes you think these corporations are people, you know, so you're you're like, I'm like, I know this isn't how, what you think, you know, like, (laughs) I know this isn't what you want, but I will say too, they, they wrote me back and, and they said they, they would no longer take transformation photos in the strong by Zumba, um, in the strong by Zumba challenges. So really, really good. I just had, um, it was, that I cried. I mean, when I got that letter, it was like the cool, it was the email. I was like, this is cool. It's cool that, you know, uh, this has made that change. I had, a, a, I'm, a, I'm in a community. I mean, people know that I used to teach it. So I had another woman said like, what should I, should, I want to write them a letter and, you know, sh- tell them about, um, you know, body diversity within strong by Zumba and Zumba and stuff like that. So I said, you know, go ahead. I, this is, I'll send you the letter that I wrote. I think it's good to put personal stories in there and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but the, I, I, I hope that it's shifting, you know, I hope, I hope that that piece just helps a little bit. And that's what I said, poor, poor customer service lady. Cause I called, I called a bunch of time, you know, and I said, how can you, how can you tell in a photo that someone has gotten stronger, you know? And she was like, uh, 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 uh. Like, it, it's it's one five thousandths of a second can you tell me how in a photo that that you're displaying strength uh, uh, you know and I was like I'm yeah. glad this is recorded take this to the owner <laughs> education purposes right yes. yeah yeah So many of our listeners are grappling with exercise addiction and sometimes need to really slow down in order to recover their menstrual cycles and sort of rework their relationship with their bodies and their exercise. What would you say or recommend to people um, to help improve their relationship with movement? Oh, great. This is, yeah, this is a great question. It's um, one of the hardest things I think that like teaching individuals is 
creating compassion within yourself and and starting from a place of I I I understand where I'm at and I'm going to be compassionate with these other voices that are in my head. I've heard mm-hmm. these things from somewhere and and now I'm trying to choose a different path and that takes time and just that that whole the the compassion and the empathy it's so important to have as as a foundation um and and one thing well a, a couple I made up this acronym so I made up this acronym uh fill f i l so it's easy i is i feel like it's easy for people to remember f i l so how to improve couple steps in how to improve your relationship with fitness f how does it make you feel so how when you move and it doesn't have to be a certain exercise class it doesn't have to be it could be a walk it could be uh, getting up and stretching from your desk take note mentally before and after of how you oh i said before and after uh, of how of how you <laughs> Right. There's good before um, of how you feel. So I feel right now I'm, I've been sitting in this chair for 40 minutes. I feel stiff. You know, I feel, I feel kind of, uh, you know, locked in. If I were to get up and I were to kind of like move, ah, ah, shift a little bit, I kind of feel open, you know, so start just starting relating um, feelings and, and emotions and thoughts that you're having with it kind of before and after, during movement, checking in, that's really mm-hmm. tough because you have to have that self-awareness piece too. So just taking mm-hmm. that pause and breathing and, and checking in before and after. I is um, how does this improve or impact my life? My life, mm-hmm. like not someone else's why. How does this, what I'm doing right now improve or help improve my life. So if it's going for a walk, maybe I'm getting clarity because I just yelled at my five-year-old daughter and I don't want to be that impatient. You know, I know there's a lot bothering me right now. So I'm going on this walk and I'm getting clarity. So, so this movement break is helping me gain patience. Mm -hmm. And that's helpful for me right now in my life as a mom and a business owner, like that sort of piece. Uh, Maybe I need strength to, to lift up um, you know, the, the dog food bag. I don't, I'm just, I don't have a dog. We, I, okay. But, uh, I, <laughs> random examples of like, of relating it to how does it improve the, that human's individual life, your individual life. Right. And then, oh, L see, I don't even know my own acronym. L F I L L uh, lesson. So what are, what are like the overarching lessons, like takeaways that you can learn from movement. So lifting a lot of the times reminds me of boundary setting. Um, like, ah, like I, I, you know, I can, I can, I'm, 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 I am strong. I can set boundaries at work, you know, like these overarching lesson. I mean, I can relate anything to any, I overanalyze everything, but like this things (laughs) that come with, uh, with fitness is like taking a, you know, taking a rest break. That's why I teach rest break breaks hugely. That's not a word, but like I, because it's okay to take a rest and Mm -hmm. that is a life lesson that we need to encompass. So how does it make you feel thinking about that? So you're, this nothing has to do with the scale or the numbers. These three things don't have to do with images. Um, unless, unless like mental images, like you're happier or whatever. Um, but how does it impact my life? How does it help improve my life? And then what are some carryover lessons that moving my body and, and caring for my body teach me in life overall? So, so those are, those are my, uh, I, I, I took me a while to create the acronym. I was like, if I no, if I, I think it works really well, even in recovery. Uh, what do you think, Nicola? Because, you know, feel yeah, is definitely something that a lot of us, when we're in recovery from disordered eating or eating disorder, where we don't have that interoception, right? The, the ability to feel what's happening in our bodies. We're really dissociated yeah. from our bodies in many, in and many I think, ways. And I think that's a piece that a lot of people don't do at all when they're sort of stuck in the over-exercise for sure. Mindset, because it's not about how am I feeling, 
how is the exercise making me feel better? It's about how can I, how can I exercise to best manipulate my body and, you know, make it look the way that I want to. And often it's, I don't care how I feel. Like, even if I feel like crap, I'm still going to go for my daily run because that's what I do. And if I don't go for my daily run, then, you know, my body's going to fall apart. And really we know that it's actually probably the opposite. Right. (laughs) And, and it's really fear-based for a lot of us, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, if I don't do it, then I cannot live with myself. So I think it's, it's, uh, definitely a skill to acquire to be able to feel and 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 see how it makes you feel to move the impact mm-hmm. on life i you know if you're in recovery what does not move <laughs> do for me compared to move and then yeah having that lesson from movement i think it's it's really interesting to conceive it this way too it's just not something we think about a lot um and and at the end of the day our body is much more a tool for us to evolve in our lives than anything else, than, than something to look at for sure with against self-objectification on this podcast, Jamie. Um, next question was what does movement for more mean and why does that matter? Um, and if you are up for it, would you be able to share your, what would you do poem with our listeners? (laughs) Oh, I love writing. <laughs> I I was so excited to read. Yeah, to have that question because I was like, oh, cool! Someone <laughs> someone reads my poems. <laughs> um. So so movement for more is the tagline. So fit when I came up with the business name and and that piece fit ragamuffin. And it was kind of like this, um, you know, the messy middle. Like I've always been kind of just someone who, you know, doesn't. I don't want to say doesn't care, but just, I, 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 I'm, ah, I'm, I'm out here. People are, Oh, cool. You don't wear makeup. You don't brush your hair. You don't, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. 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 So just, I'm always kind of like that. So ragamuffin is a little bit like that, but this fitness piece of like, go big or go home. I wanted the in-between. I wanted the messy mm-hmm. middle. I wanted the gray. I want to live in that kind of space. Um, so that, that was a fit ragamuffin. And then the tagline movement for more came from a lot, a lot of different things, but you, uh, in, in workshops, I do this piece and I'm sure you all have seen this too. Where like, I have people, uh, smell, uh, take like all these associations with the word exercise. And then all you write down all the associations with the word exercise and then all the associations, smells, memories, all that stuff with the word movement and the, and the, and the things that come up with movement are so fun freeing, uh, flexible. I mean, everything that you would want in a word, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like an exercise just has this connotation for some, for some, it doesn't. So I always acknowledge that piece too. Like if, if it works for you, th- you know, throw it out. If it doesn't keep it, whatever. So movement then has this freeing piece. And then the four more is movement for flexibility, movement for increased patience, movement for improved strength movement so that I have, you know, I, I can express my anger, you know, like movement for so much more because, and I, are you all uh, familiar with beauty redefine the, uh, mm-hmm. Lexi oh, and Lindsay yes. Kate? We okay, actually just had uh, one of the kite sisters on the podcast. <gasps> <gasps> Super oh, exciting. Okay. It's awesome. a great yeah. episode. Amazing. <laughs> that's, you know, more than a body. Like I love that, that piece of like, and, and movement should be about so much more Mm -hmm. movement should be about. So, and every body deserves the benefits that movement brings. Yeah. It's, it's not a club, you know? (laughs) So I I don't know what else is like. I just, that part, you know, (laughs) is, is everyone deserves these benefits that are improve confidence and improve, you know, boundary setting and strength and mobility and all that stuff. And the fact that all these things are holding people back that are so preposterous of like, you know, the toxic fitness culture and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not, I'm like, I feel like a third grader or something. I'm like, it's not fair. Like, it's not, <laughs> you're not being fair. Like, it's not cool. Yeah, totally. And so what um, about that poem, please? Oh, thank you. <laughs> See, I'm like, I get I get heated and then I forget. Um, okay, so 
I'm uh, I, I like a little bit where the ragamuffin piece too is I like to do all these kind of random things. So I, I, I enjoy writing. I'm not just a fitness instructor. That's like the part of me too, that I want to put in the messaging of like, I'm about so much more. Mm-hmm. So I am going to share this poem with you that I, that I wrote because I like to write. I like to read. I like to do. I think so often people think fitness has to become your whole life or something, you know? Yes. And I'm like, it's a part of it, but it's not my whole life. And I, it's my business, you know? Um, so this is called, uh, what I actually, I don't even know. What, oh, wait, what, what is it called? I don't even know. <laughs> this is so What funny. would you do? What would you do? Okay, good. I have the poem. I don't have the title. This is so good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what would you do? Okay. <clears throat> what would you do if you knew you could not fail? How would you, how would exercise shift for you? If the focus was not on the scale, would you skip? Would you dance? Or would you lift the heaviest weights? Would you run? Would you gallop or dust off those old inline skates? When movement is about celebrating who you are today, the reasons for doing it go far beyond any number that you weigh. So beautiful. So, I have tears in my eyes, literally. So cool. That's, Very yeah, cool. that's amazing. And I know you're a big reader too. You also share like that you read a lot of books and you set yourself like a little bit of a goal every year. <laughs> that's really inspiring to me too. Um, yeah, the, the, the fitness instructor who reads. <laughs> <laughs> the reading piece, it's, um, I... I, I hate to use the word strategic, but it's like this, this strategic piece of like, you're used to following the fitness instruct, the fitness people who share their workouts every day, who, you know, share what they're eating, who share this piece. And I like almost purposefully don't share that piece. Mm-hmm, I uh-huh. share my walks with my kid. I share, um, you know, the falling leaves. I share art that I enjoy. I share poems and the books that I'm reading because I want subconsciously people to see that there's so much more, you know? That's great. Yeah. That's the first time I've ever got to say that. Um, so I think one one last question before we wrap things up. So for for period recovery, we really recommend that people do gentle movement. And um, because a lot of times during sort of the journey to losing our periods, we've gotten very wrapped up in numbers like calories and macros and steps and all of that. Um, I do suggest to people keeping their heart rate at about 100 beats per minute or less kind of as a way of judging like what is gentle movement versus not um you know and it's interesting because when I when I you know I play ice hockey so like for me like when I was when I first wrote the book I was telling people oh you know keep your heart rate about 140 like that's that's pretty gentle right (laughs) and then I actually got a heart rate track of my own and I was like oh crap that's like 70 to 75 percent of max intensity um might need to tone that down just a little bit more. Um, but so anyway, what you, you talk about fitness trackers a bit on your Instagram. What are your sort of thoughts on how they're useful and how they're not useful? Well, it, I mean, it's interesting that you bring that up, right? Because numbers are useful, like in, in, that, in that way of like judging where you're at and, and understanding that piece of what is, what is gentle, you know, to, to that individual. So Fitness trackers, I, um, I I feel more individual about where I will ask the participant or, um, you know, my client, I will ask them what comes up when you look, when you, when you look at that, when you, when you see. So then I, I want it to be like an open conversation of, um, you know, oh, I, uh, I, I, I haven't done, I'm at 999 or whatever the step thing, you know, like, oh my gosh, I need to walk 10 more. Like, and I, and I, and I'll, I, I kind of invite another question because curiosity is a big piece too, of like uncovering these mm-hmm. things, right? Why we do what we do, which I know you all know. So like the piece of, oh yeah, when, when that does that, I feel guilty because, 
because I haven't done, I haven't gotten to 10 K or whatever, whatever they're looking at, or I haven't closed my rings or I haven't done this. And then we'll all kind of invite a little bit of questioning towards a resistance piece of what does it feel like when you forget to wear it? You know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't, I don't care. You know, like sometimes people will be like, Oh, it's, I, I left it at home, whatever, you know? And sometimes people are like, you know, I can't, I, ugh, I get, I get tense, you know, like I, I gotta have it. Right. You know? Mm. So, so I, I like to invite questions that can guide towards maybe an understanding of what the answer should be for them. You know, mm -hmm. if it, I don't want to wear something that invokes like increased anxiety with me all the time. You know, this is my, I love, so, so I wear a Casio. You know, like I, mm -hmm. I have a 1980, it doesn't have a calculator. Wow, that's old I, school. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they don't pay me for that either. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I. Guess I you, if you listen to us, you know, <laughs> you have an ambassador all chosen. Um, yeah, I love that. I, you know what? It reminds me of mindfulness, what you're talking about. It's kind yeah. of observing, curiosity, uh, you know, non-judgment. Um, all of this is kind of, a mindful approach to movement as well. Um, and, and to how you feel when that you do that or when you don't do that, or if you yeah. haven't reached your goals, like how does it feel to you? Or, um, so yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, so the podcast is called Olin, Jamie. Uh, Olin is the method we the name Nicola gave to the method that uh, she really put into place for people to recover their period. It's really kind of putting all that you have on the table and saying, I'm going to eat enough and move less, allow my body to really recover. Um, but we like to ask our guests how they're all in in their life right now. So obviously you're not recovering your period, but it's kind of in a way of like how fully present and engaged you are in your life or what would you like to be more fully present and engaged for? Uh, so how are you all in right now, Jamie? Oh, that is such a fun, that is such a fun question. I actually, can, I know I'm weird. Can I take this like a really, when you, so when I think of all in, I think of uh, like, so excited, uh, like everyone putting their hands in, like on top of it, like at the end of a game or something, you know, uh -huh. and it's, and it's like community. It's like, we're in this together. We're I in, hey, like accepting accepting help and support from those around you and like we're all we're all in it's like that point at the end everyone's coming together and and under like just celebrating and understanding that you need support for this you need support for for recovery you need a you know podcast and, and hearing and putting the things in your ears and you know doing all that stuff so Anyway, that just came that right when you, I, I know it was weird, like, but it, it's a really- That's a great segue because Nicola actually hosts a community online where people can come together and talk about what they go through and get support. So it works oh, quite well. Love, that's love, that's love, totally love what that. we try to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Thank all, you for all that. In, all in, all in. What am I all in right now? I would say just the, the germ, like, experiencing Germany with a child. So this is the second time here um, as a as a military spouse and taking in just the daily, uh, she stops by the river on our walk to school. I, I, I wait there and I stop with her and, and we watch the, we watch the little ripples of the river, you know? And, and so I'm all, I'm all in teaching her that it's not always about like, you know, where we're going. It's about just the along the way peace and, and, and stopping and, and resting and enjoying noticing. So oh, that's what I'm all that's in. So beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're making me cry again. <laughs> Do you want to adopt us? I Jamie? love you, Jamie. <laughs> Do you want two older <laughs> sisters for your daughter? Um, yeah. Oh, goodness. So um, can you please tell us where people can find you and your subscription and anything else that you would like to share as to how people can be included in this amazing community that you have? 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, fit Ragamuffin. So uh, fit and then, and then ragamuffin.com is my website on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, what's the other ones? YouTube, TikTok, Fit Ragamuffin. Um, and I have the subscription where I have anything from five minute movement. So leading into kind of your, your gentle movement. I, I literally have videos called five minute movements, gentle movement. And I can see the analytics in the back and those are the most popular videos of my wow. subscription. So it's really cool. Nice. People are really enjoying them. Um, it's $14.99 a month. And then I also have live group fitness classes that I teach over zoom on Mondays and Fridays, strength and conditioning half hour classes on uh, Mondays, $3. And then um, Fridays strength and stretch uh, half hour, $3. And if you're a subscriber, you get those for free. And those are recordings that go on the subscription. So a way to interact a little bit more that way. And then I'm always super funny and out there on, on Instagram and stuff, trying to be serious too. Poems. Love it. <laughs> it was so nice to uh, talk to you, Jamie, uh, because obviously I see you all the time and work out with you, but you don't see me. Um, so thank you so much for your time. Um, I know you're a busy, uh, mom, entrepreneur, <laughs> military spouse. So we're really grateful, um, for you to give us this hour of your time. Thank you so much. Thank you Thank so you. much for having me. Thank Have you. Have a lovely evening. <laughs> you yes. Too. Enjoy your evening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please take a few minutes to reflect on it and think how you have been all in this past week or few weeks. Um, it always strikes me how different each person's all in journey is. As I often say, there are many paths to HA and many paths out of it. Your journey is unique. That is so true. And if you need more support on your journey, you should definitely start with No Period Now What, which you can get at noperiod.info slash book. You can also go to noperiod.info slash appointments to schedule a time to speak with me on understanding your blood work, fixing issues underlying your missing periods, and for guidance around fertility treatments, pregnancy, and post-recovery changes. And visit beyondbodyimage.com slash work dash with dash me to connect with me to overcome the fear of weight gain and finally develop healthy coping mechanisms around stress and your relationship with food, exercise, and your body. Remember, we also have joined clients, so you can access both our domains of expertise within a common coaching package of sessions available from both our websites. Also, join the No Period Now at Recovery Support Group at noperiod.info slash support and let us know how all in is going for you. Finally, if you enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please drop us a review on iTunes to help more people find it. All in is not just about period recovery, it's about getting your life back. See you in two weeks. You were lost in Babylon Till you got lost again You were lost in Babylon Now find yourself and then Take all that you've learned About what love and loss Pleasure and pain And never get lost Never get lost again